So they wanted me to talk about relationships. And, you know, when we, when we look at relationships, I think that, uh, first of all, we have gotten caught up in a uh, social construct on the way it has been programmed into us how relationships should be, when in actuality, it limits our ability to have very uh, progressive functioning relationships. And what do I mean by that? So um, the social construct says that, um, okay, so marriage is between a man and a woman, um, till death do us part, that sort of thing. And now it's even becoming a little bit more uh, 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 broadened in nature. Now it can be between a man and a man. Now it can be between a woman and a woman. Now it can be transgender. You can cut your, your penis off and be a woman. Now you can have a penis added and be a, be a man. Those, <laughs> those crazy type of things. But I think the, the concept of relationships as from a heterosexual standpoint, uh, from the standpoint of a polygamy, from a standpoint of an individual, I think um, we have been caught in a social construct to believe it's one way or should be one way. And we followed that construct and many have suffered be because of it. And I think that when we, when we talk about relationships, I think we have to look at, you know, certain extenuating factors and circumstances. For one being, does the individual know themselves? And this is important. Does the individual know themselves? Because if the individual can look into who they really are, then they will know kind of what works for them. They will know that, okay, this marriage or a relationship where I'm living with somebody or a relationship where it's supposed to be one-on-one, -on -one, they'll know if that's for them or if that could potentially be something that is constricting their growth. And trust me, those type of relationships are not for everybody. And it's important for people to understand that. And it's also important for people to deal in honesty. For instance, um, women, a lot of times, and I have to speak from the standpoint of a man because I'm not a woman. So women will say that they want the truth. They just want a man to be truthful. But then a lot of times when they get that truth, they don't want to accept that truth um, for, for what it is. And so um, I think a, a lot of hurt and pain could be eliminated if people were just truthful on both sides, both men and women. You know, you got the, you got women who they want to be that one. They want to only be the only one. Um, you know, I want to be the I want to be the only one that you're that you're looking at. Um, that's not reasonable. There's over seven billion people on the planet on the planet. There, there's going to be other beautiful women. Um, I was created with the eyes so that I can look as well as you should look too. That doesn't mean that we're going to move out on something if we're in a relationship. But I think that uh, if you're getting offended by me looking or if I'm getting offended by you looking, that's a problem. Like I don't have eyes so that I can just turn them off and uh, oh, and pretend like I didn't see that woman with that fat ass just walk by me or see that woman with that with that cow toe hanging uh, because she's got those white or those tight uh, 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 spandex on and it's and the lips are just flapping right there and I'm just supposed to pretend like I didn't see it. No, I saw that and and didn't try to look away. Uh, yeah, I was looking. And so, you know, from, from the standpoint of relationships, I think that there should be open, you know, they need to be open and honest 
Um, but they also need to be they also need to be in a realm where people um, know what fits for them. Certain relationships are not for certain people. I'm sorry. Certain people shouldn't be in in one on one monogamous relationships or married. They force it because that's the social construct that they've been told. Like this is the this is the relationship you should be in. These are real relationships, but they force that. Some people are better alone. Some people are better like just like being able to live in their particular space, maybe seeing each other once, twice, three times a week. And that works for them because they need their space. They're better as a single unit. They work and operate better. Some relationships I have seen work better from that standpoint. There, as a matter of fact, some of those relationships that I have seen that work like that, where the people see each other three times a week or where periodically somebody will stay over, but they have their own space to go back to. Some of those relationships flourish simply because the people are being honest about what fits them. Um, you know, some, some men and some women need to be in one-on-one monogamous relationships, whether they be marriages, whether they be, I, I'm, I don't adhere to this doctrine of the state, you getting married and the state is all in your business. But I do believe that men and women can come up with their own system that works for them. Um, and, and, and I think that, that as an adult, as adults, um, you shouldn't have the state, the government all in your business. You're an adult. You can make that decision. Um, and, and, and you're the ones that are, are going to have to live with one another. So you should be the ones to make that decision. You should be the ones to, to be able to say, hey, this is how assets are going to be divvied up. This is how our home is going to function, you know, and, 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 and make that happen in the state. You don't have to go to, to get a state marriage license for that to happen. Um, there are some relationships that, you know, sex from, from the standpoint of sexuality. You know, there are some relationships where, you know, a man, he's going to be loyal and and dedicated to one woman. He's going to, that's going, that one woman is going to be that it for him. But there are some men that the spice of life is everything. Like one woman is never going to fulfill. One woman is never going to fulfill them. And I think that they need to be honest about that. And the ones that they are sleeping with need to be able to accept that for what it is. That's just the reality. That all, uh, you, you know, settle down with one, one person, that fits certain people, but that doesn't fit everybody. And the same thing with women, the same thing with women, you know, coming into womanhood, some women are coming to find out that, hey, you know what? I like being a businesswoman. I like being out here doing for myself. I like having a dude that I can sleep with periodically and I don't have to commit to. Some women like that. I've talked to them. And I think that there is nothing wrong with that. Some men have the capacity to deal with women on a, on a sexual level. That's it. Some, some men have the capacity to deal with a woman on a sexual and mental level. Some men can deal with having two, three women or two, three wives, however you want to look at it. Some men, they can barely master having one wife. 
So they definitely wouldn't be, be el an, el an eligible candidate to even consider talking about two, three, four wives. Um, and I think even with that, I think even with that, when people look at that, the, the act of polygamy, um, you know, there's, there's levels to that. There's levels to that. Financial levels. See, people automatically look at that and they're looking at the sexual Oh, look, the man gets to have sex with three, four different women. No, this is about this is a, this is about savings. This is about what about those four people who are bringing income in? What if you have what if you have one person bringing in 50,000 and another person bringing in 30,000? That's a that's 80,000. And then you got two more people bringing in 45,000. That's that's that's. $170,000 a year as opposed to $80,000. See, when you start looking at it like that and then you start looking at investments that could be made with that money and then you start looking at children that maybe are produced from those relationships and then you start looking at the village that those children get to grow up in because maybe those parents are on the same page. They're on the same thing. You know, so so there's there, there's there, there. I don't knock any of it because there's different ways to look at it. It's all in what fits your particular lifestyle. But it also comes down. It all comes down to knowing who you are. Everything is not for everybody. Marriage is not going to be for everybody, which is why you have so many failed marriages. And then, too, we have to look at different times. We live in a different time now. You know, the, the social the social construct now that we're up under is not the same social construct when you talk about uh, uh, when you have these people talking about they've been married 30, 40, 50 years. Well, they were they had a different social construct. They were up under a different social construct. They lived at a time they were married at a time when it was expected that the wife stay home. It was expected that she be the homemaker and stay home and watch soap operas and raise the children and, you know, make sure the meal is prepared when the husband gets home. That was that time. We're living in a different time now. Women are out there getting it. So it's a different construct. And so um, people are experimenting more. So th those longstanding relationships, uh, people, aren't the, 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 people aren't getting to know one another. Also, those relationships back then, people fought through a lot of stuff. A lot, of, a lot of stuff that they fought through the average person, that's a deal breaker for them today. So they will leave the relationship. Also, another thing that we have to take into account is that during these relationships, man is constantly evolving. People constantly evolve. We don't take that factor. A lot of times we don't even factor that in. People evolve. But is the relationship evolving with the people? If a person's evolving and, the, and if one person in the relationship is evolving and another person isn't, maybe it's not that that person doesn't love that person anymore. It's just that that person, that one person has evolved, the other hasn't. Therefore, the relationship is not evolving at the same pace. And so, and sometimes, sometimes, sometimes a person might know themselves well enough to where they got enough love for you that they know that they're going to be toxic for you. So it's time to go because I don't want my toxicity to infect you later on. Uh, and then there's certain things that you learn about people in relationships um, as you go along. 
And so this is why I'm always big on proper investigation. You know, doing the proper investigation, um, really studying, taking the time out, not just jumping into anything because this could be a lifelong decision. And this could be a decision that could affect you. You know, whether you want it to or not, this could be a decision that affects your life uh, positively or negatively. And it could have long lasting effects. So, you know, people need to, you know, six, eight, ten months, you know, people are people are literally meeting and sleeping together tonight, meeting today and sleeping together tonight. That's to me, that's that's ludicrous. You haven't had time to figure out anybody. You haven't had time to figure out. I mean, how do you even make that quick decision? Like and I know there's there's the attraction thing people will say, but still you're playing a game of Russian roulette. And so, you know, there, sometimes you're, you're in relationships and over the course of time and people change. This is not the person that you initially, that you initially, you know, met. <laughs> sometimes, those, those, you know, they, and you might try to fight to keep it together, but this is not the person that you originally met. Or maybe you're not the person that that person originally met anymore because maybe you've evolved. Maybe you're going different places, and as individuals, we have that right. I'll give you an example. I'm in a relationship now. Love my queen. Love her to life. Um, but here's the thing. And it's something small. It's something small. This mask thing. Now, she's got, a, she's got an autoimmune issue. So the mask thing is big to her. I wear a mask because of her. Literally, I wear a mask out of my love for her. If we weren't together, I wouldn't I would not wear a mask, period. Despise them. I think it's totally just crazy to put something over my face where the first two minutes I'm having a hard time breathing. Obviously, if there's anything impeding fresh air going to my lungs, that that's common sense enough to tell me I shouldn't have it on my face because fresh air is like the essence of life. There's a few things that you need, uh, water, air <laughs> being one of them for survival. Uh, so, so, but she's adamant about that mask. She's adamant. I wear the mask before her because of her. I respect it. She's got an autoimmune issue. I, I respect it. However, if we were just meeting and this is real, if we were just meeting, even with what I know with her now, what I what we've been through, if we were just meeting, that would be a deal breaker. We couldn't we couldn't go any further because to me now you're stepping on my humanity. And if I find this out early, then I already know that it probably is only going to get worse. It probably if the mask is a big deal, then there's going to be some other things that are going to be a big deal that you're going to try to make as a requirement for my life because we're living together. And then it's always going to be the thing. Well, you know, you're putting my life in jeopardy and it's always going to be where I'm going to end up having to respect it. And if I don't, then it's going to be an issue. It's going to be animosity. And, you know, a person shouldn't have to go through that. But we're already entwined in it now. So it's kind of like hands tied. She's making the mask a big deal. But this is really a big deal about my humanity. And and she doesn't get that. And I know if she was really going inside herself on a spiritual level, she would see my point. But she doesn't even want to go there because for her, the issue is just the mask. 
To me, the issue is my humanity. I should, nobody should be able to dictate to me what I wear and can't wear. That, 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 now we're going down the road of draconianism. Now we're going down the road of tyranny. Now we're going down the road of government control. And, you know, but she doesn't see it like that. So, you know, and those are things like we've been in the relationship now for such an extended period of time where I do it out of the love for her. It's not because I want to wear the motherfucker because I don't. I do it out of love for her. But trust and believe if, if this was a person I was just meeting, that would be a deal breaker off rip. That would be a deal breaker. And you might say, well, that's something small. No, to me, it's big because now we're talking about humanity and I can see where down the road this could lead to some other things where you're going to potentially put fringe and fringe on, upon my humanity. And I can't do that. And, you know, so I think it just it really just comes down to knowing you, knowing the person, seeing if the person is going to evolve. You know, if both people are evolving, because if both people in the relationship aren't evolving, it, it, it's, it becomes unbalanced. And when we look at, you know, when we look at the divorces, when we look at the people that have broken up over the course of time, they, you know, they, this is a lot of times it's because. One person evolved and the other didn't. It really comes down to one, that and, and the fact that they didn't know each other to begin with. Um, you see all these short-lived, uh, uh, short-lived marriages, short-lived relationships. That just goes to show and prove these people didn't really know one another. They didn't, they didn't take the time out to really get to know one another. It was that attraction. It was that, you know, he's looking at the body. She's looking at the body. The smile, you know, um, a lot of times women go into things thinking, OK, this is forever. This is going to be my everything. And a lot of times men aren't thinking like that. Men is thinking about hitting. They thinking about hitting and moving. And again, some some men, it's for them. That long term relationship, somebody being there, somebody having that loyalty, that allegiance. Some men, they have to really be honest with themselves and say, you know what? You know, I work better sing single. Um, the other question that was posed was, you know, a post that I had put up uh, basically talking about the the uh, the man having more to lose in the relationship. And I mean, it's I mean, to me, that that's kind of a no brainer. Um, it, it really does. The man does does have more to lose. The man uh, many times brings more to the relationship. At the end of the day, it's not it's just not a common practice for women to marry down. And one of the examples that we were using was Serena and Venus, but particularly Serena, she married her husband. And I remember, because I did the story on that, her husband didn't have nowhere near the wealth. At the time they were married, I think he had anywhere, he was worth anywhere from seven to 10 million, which, you know, <laughs> that's nice. But Venus was, Venus was up in some millions. She was in the millions. So. You know, he didn't have anywhere close to she was at Venus. Uh, Serena at the time was at literally hundreds of millions. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was hundreds of millions that she was worth. This dude was worth seven to ten million. The point is, is that's not a common practice. Most women don't marry down like that. They just don't. They're either going to marry somebody who's either bringing in something equal. Now, men will marry down like that. But most women, they're either going to marry somebody who's either got equal or more. 
That's that's just common. That's just com- that's just common. Um, Venus and Serena, the Venus or Serena, she's an exception. That's an exception to the rule. Most women aren't doing that. That are wealthy. Um, and so I think that you know, when 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 we look at who benefits the most from marriage, I mean that's <laughs> that that that's a no-brainer. Who's going to benefit? Um, there's a saying that there's an old saying that that women um, that women get that women get married in hopes of making their lives easier, um, and men get married in hopes of making their life in hopes that the person will make their life less harder. Um, and you know, when you look at the laws that have been put in place. Um, the man does have more to lose. He does have more to lose. And many times, in most cases, the man brings more to the table. Um, I mean, just on the fact that men are still making more than women. I think, I, think, I think white women now make 69 cents on the dollar for white men. So men are still making more. They bring more to the table. And, although, and that's not to say that women aren't doing their part. That's not to say that, you know, I'm not in any way. We're just talking facts as far as numbers and how it's meted out. Um, men tend to marry, men tend to marry women that have less than them. They just, that, that and that's, and it's been like that for a long time. It's been like that. Now, for the rich and wealthy, that might be a little bit different ball game. Uh, for the rich and wealthy, those people that have numbers off the money off the Richter and they can, you know, never have to worry about where their next meal is coming from and all of that. It's I'm sure it's different. But um, yeah, a man has a whole lot more to lose. So which is why men need to be even more picky, even more skeptical, even do more research. How many how many of these how many of these black Negro peons have we seen out here? Tiger comes to mind first. You know, he marries a nanny. <laughs> marries a white nanny and she, she takes him for she takes him for I mean, I remember I remember she had after that incident, after they were divorced and he got his thing, she had a house built in Florida. Twelve million dollar home and I think then she had him come in and just tear it down. Just wasted the money. Just wasted it. You know, just had him come in and tear it down. But I mean, hey. She went from nanny to having everything and didn't have to put in a whole lot of work to get there either. You know, pump a couple babies out of this guy and boom, take them. And his, his golf career hasn't been the same since. He hasn't been the same since. I mean, so, you know, people got to really be skeptical in these relationships. Uh, but it's a social construct. It's a social construct. It really is. And, and a lot of us have gotten trapped in that social construct believing that, okay, this is what we have to do. This is the norm. And that social construct has been set up by some, by some devious, by some devious societies, secret societies and organizations. So just be cognizant of that. Yurima Karama.